Welcome to the footy. The D's won. The Suns won. We're wrapped. We've got a very special guest to talk Formula One. He's from Greece. <laughs> and some other cool shit. But first, before we start talking footy, let's bounce that pill. How good's the football? Oh, yeah. Broden Kelly here from the Footy Podcast, reporting live from AFL HQ. That's right, stupid old studios in Brunswick, <laughs> Melbourne, Australia. I've just been in the footy, had a couple of beers, saw my team win, was very good, kicked the shit out of Sydney. Yep. And with me always is the co-host of this show. You know him from, uh, I guess, Thursday's podcast. Yep. His name is Tom G'day Armstrong. Everybody. You didn't let me finish. We'll Sorry. go Tom. Tom. G'day, everybody. Hey. How are you? I'm so well, thank you. How long you. have you been sitting here waiting for me to arrive from the footy? Well, I had some other work to do, so I've been here since about 4.30. Well, that's good because I want you to be working all the time <laughs> because the footy comes but once a week, Yeah, I guess. Hey, uh, I went to the footy. My yep. first Melbourne game uh, this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, couldn't, I was in Denmark, as our audience know, and then uh, the first week. I left that night, so I've missed out uh, two games because of uh, travel. And yeah. that was my first game of the football today, a beautiful 3.20 game at the MCG. Sun was shining, 20 degrees, sunny, not a cloud. I would dare say not a cloud in the mm. sky. I sat with my brother, Mitchell Kelly. Yep. Um, it was a beautiful day. And Sydney turned it on at points, but we uh, looked very, very good. Yep. If I can be self-indulgent for a moment, Brody Grundy in the ruck without Max Gorn, Held his own, was fantastic. What a great backup. Mm. And then uh, uh, Clayton Oliver in his 150th game, outstanding. I think he only had mid-20s touches. I don't know his numbers. Well, he kicked two goals, which is, you know. Kicked two. What's his super coach? You know his super He's coach. Su- he went fucking huge. He got like 160 and Brody Grundy got 143 as well. Well, well what, and what does that say? It says, it says we're fucking, fucking unbelievable. Fucking, fucking sick. I have a question <laughs> about Clayton Oliver when you mention him. Yes. What more does he need to do? For him to be the greatest Melbourne player of all time, because it must I, be pretty close. Yeah, uh, I can't. I can only speak for my lifetime and maybe ten years prior to my lifetime, yeah. uh, because uh, when I was in the womb and when I was the cums, I still had quite a good understanding of AFL football. Of I think Robbie Flowers up there, maybe, and then Gary Lyon, yeah, <laughs> maybe, but not really. Just a really good medium for media. Gary Lyon shits all over him every other Melbourne player. But in my lifetime, it's going to be hard for me to go past Max Gorn. Yep. because of everything around him and yep. how good he's been in his position, where he came from. For me, he's the spiritual greatest player I've ever seen play for Melbourne. But Clayton Oliver, as far as midfielders, like if you look at the Brisbane period, mm. everyone talks about Simon Black mm. as being you know, the, the gun player for Brisbane at that time. But at the same time, Michael Voss was the inspirational super leader, Jonathan Brown with the Dukes, yeah. Alastair Lynch. Jason Ackermanis. It's hard to say when you have these uber super teams. Not saying Melbourne's a super team, but it's hard for me in the first time in my life to see a very good Melbourne team who's good and who's. But he's definitely probably our best player. Yeah, I mean, he's better just, than Petraka quite easily. Yeah, if you look at just the the raw achievements, I would find that hard to go past. Yeah, obviously, you know what you're saying is more relevant than raw achievements. But the, is it the Sid Barker medal? No, we have the tr- Keith Truey. Uh, Keith Truey Blue? Truscott 
Louis Truscott medal. Who, who, who did I say? I don't know who you said. Who did you say? <laughs> Sid Barker. Who is Sid Barker? That's something. That's what I want to know. I think he's the drummer for um, John Butler Trio. <laughs> yeah, That's right. the North Melbourne one, potentially. Sid okay. Barker medalist. Right. Um, because Clary's, what, 25 and has won three? 25, still alive. Yeah. At the time of this recording. Yeah. But that was my day at the foot. I had a pie. All right. It was really good. Um, I, I stood up a few times. I yelled, I've, I'm, I've, I've got to be careful because throughout my life, I'm quite a reasonable person. But when right. I go to the footy, I say some really awful things. Yeah. Things like smash the <laughs> I'll say. I'll say awful things like that. Uh, but we've talked about Melbourne enough. It was a great week of footy, wasn't it? It really was, yeah. So many good games. So many fun things to reflect on. So many great historical moments. And uh, most importantly, the Sunnies had a win. Yeah. Who is becoming very quickly the spiritual team of the footy with Broden Kelly. Yes. They absolutely brought it today and I tipped him. You did. Well done, Broden. And so did Max as well. I oh, think. yes. I, Max Miller. We should have him on the podcast Yeah, one we day. should. That would be a great idea. Yes. No, they looked fantastic. Matt Rowell. Absolutely outstanding game from them, but we'll get to the we'll get to the footy games a little bit later. But what a great week for this podcast, the Suns and the D's. We call mm. that a big week of footy. <laughs> That's what we call it. But let's uh, crack into some of the other things. The start of the week, I wrote down Jamara Hagen gets a shout out on this podcast because sure. of fucking what a sick moment mm. he got vilified last week. And then takes an opportunity early in the game. They weren't, you know, they didn't have the game sealed then to rip up the shirt and say, hey, have a look at the old skin, yeah. you fucking dogs. And it was fantastic. It kicked ass. Five goals straight, I think. And looked absolutely outstanding. Yeah. So can you remember back in like 2021 when he couldn't get in the side and they weren't yeah. sure about bringing him in? Yeah. Look how good he looks now. They've developed him the right way that they wanted to and he mm. looks awesome. So Jamara Hagen gets my cool dude of the week. <laughs> And, and they do like a Yeah, so you put that horn in. Yeah, sure. Um, so Jamara Ugelhagen, that was fantastic. Mm. And from what I've seen, people pretty much getting around it as well on social media. I hope we've evolved a little bit as a community and that's uh, seen as as sick as what it is and very, very cool. Mm. My favourite game of the week, I'm, I'm ready to announce, can you put a drum roll? Yep. My game of the week goes to... The showdown of South Australia, mm. Adelaide versus Port Adelaide. I sat home on Saturday night with my dog and uh, watched this game and was keeping an eye to the St Kilda wrestling game, but this was an outstanding game. Yeah. For the majority of the game, maybe 80 85% of the game, it was goal for goal, and every goal was outstanding from both teams. Horn Francis and his pals looked fantastic. The whole uh, – what's his name? Charlie, Charlie uh, Dixon. Yep. When he's going, Port looked just so good. Yep. Pal Pepper, what a gun. Yep. Port looked outstanding. But Adelaide, just somehow, when these games happen, they just turn up and look mm. freaking cool. And you yes. were ringing in my ears when you talked about Rochelle and Rankin mm-hmm. as being a great forward line. Although neither of them are key forwards, no. they do look outstanding. I would add to that Phil Thorpe. Phil Thorpe. Phil Thorpe. Phil Thorpe. Great, yeah, an outstanding game by Thistle. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. He he needs to be kept in that side and just develop. But I, I I've said it a few times. I'm very bullish on the Adelaide Crows and how good they are going to be. Mm. I thought they were outstanding. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was the game of the week. A bit of a thing that annoyed me though a little bit oh, was that 
If this can be my hot take of the week, put the hot takes in there. Fire! The Fox footy coverage was recorded and done live from a Melbourne studio. I've heard this, yeah. This was sort of broken halfway through the week. And you see why people say Vic bias mm-hmm. is a thing? It's, it was, the, in my opinion, the best game of the week. The sold-out crowd at Adelaide Oval. And I think because Fox, what do you think they can just sort of do it and get away with it that it's, and it's not a big issue, that they just made their whole team broadcast from Melbourne. Yeah. And you feel it when you're watching it. The energy is not quite there. They don't have the energy of being at a sold-out showdown game. And it's a bit frustrating because Adelaide deserves to have that be a showcase. It's annoying mm-hmm. that it was on Foxtel and not on Channel 7 primetime as well. Yep. So pull up your socks, Fox footy, and pay the 120 bucks to fly four people yeah, there, an, an hour-long flight. A bit of the rebuttal I've heard about having these games not broadcast from the ground is that it's done in other games. So like F1 will you know, will have people broadcast from England when it's being done in Monaco sure, or, yeah. you know, or Saudi Arabia or things like that. This is a one-hour flight yeah, totally. from Melbourne to Adelaide. And it should be done live and it should be done with energy and it's a COVID overflow and you can notice it. You yeah. notice when the, it's a little bit less energy. It's clearly been done from another room. So pull up your socks, Fox footy. Not good enough. Yeah. That's my hot sting of the week. Fire! Look, I'm a Fox footy guy usually. I'd prefer yeah. a game to be on Fox footy than Channel 7. Yeah. Speaking generally. Yeah. But what Channel 7 absolutely dominates over Fox footy is their rev ups before games. <laughs> yeah. Holy hell. Their yeah. Friday night coverage. Yeah. Uh, Richmond Collingwood. The rev up is the coolest thing I've ever watched. And they do it every week. I want to, if anyone knows or can connect us with who is in charge of editing together the pre game rev ups. And what I might do is um, get one of them up right now and we'll just play a little clip of it. I'm just going to jump into a little bit of a clip that's done by the Channel 7 Rev Up Media crew. This was the, they brought this about in 2021, round one of the finals between Brisbane and Melbourne. And the narrative they built around this three minute video is the Norm Smith curse, which was Melbourne. Since they fired one of the greatest coaches in AFL history, Norm Smith, they never won a flag again. And then someone, some fucking genuine gun down there in an editing suite made this video. Club. They have the best narrator. A curse that would withstand generations of Melbourne supporters. The curse of Just Norm incredible Smith. footage being shown of Jack Watts being upset, Mark Neal crying. <laughs> the curse took hold immediately. Well, Jeff, I would say that this is one of the greatest calamities. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. It took 22. Since then, they've only had one more grand final appearance. You feel the energy? Mm. The curse lived on. They just haven't played well today, have they, the Demons? Weary D's fans have been haunted. It gets me emotional now listening to this. Yeah. I remember when I watched this the first time, I teared up and Annie's like, <laughs> you need to get the fuck out more, my partner Annie. <laughs> However, curses are made to be broken. So dream. It's just sick. So is this before the grand final? This was before the first round of the final. So they do right. this every Friday night, doesn't matter who's playing. They will do a massive rev up like yeah. that. So shout out to whoever that is. 
I don't think AFL does that well enough. It is the proper dr- drama rev up. You know, it reminds so shout me, out to that. It reminds me of uh, the pre-game of like the NBA games. In a way, yes, except that's NBA right. Does it cooler? Yes, <laughs> yes. No, oh, I'm we as we're both drama school kids. We I'm all about theater and drama, and I think I want to shout it out because I thought that was awesome. That's what Eddie had needs. Speaking of wonderful, Eddie had. Yeah, that's the name of the stadium. Isn't it? No, it's Marvel now. Marvel, that's of, right. Marvel Stadium needs. Speaking of wonderful things, yeah, uh, the Geelong Football Club have not won a game. Yes, <laughs> they've gone zero three. So, so the premiers. The premiers, the reigning premiers, Geelong, have not won a game. Yes. Today they lost to the Gold Coast Suns. Last week they lost to the team that we know as, help, (laughs) help me. Who did they lose to? They lost to (laughs) Carlton on Friday, Thursday night. And then they lost to Collingwood in the first round. Correct. They got... Destroyed by Collingwood first round. Yeah, they stayed with them three quarters and then got kicked kicked away. uh, Tom, Mm. Sam. Yes. Tom. Yes. Can you show me the stats? You're the stats man now. Has a team ever lost the first three games of the season and then gone on to win the premiership? I don't think so, right? In fact, I know for a fact that I don't think a team's ever gone zero and two after a premiership and 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 made the finals. I think correct. Wow. Yeah, and um, so they're zero for three. And the last time a premiership winning side went zero for three was nineteen ninety six, and it was the Kangaroos. Wow. So it's been like what's that like twenty six years or something? So I heard Chris Scott on on the couch last yep. week saying that. This was all part of the plan. Yep. They're just going to start slow. They're not wrapped that they went 0-2, but this is all part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 0-3. They say, if, if maybe not with the reigning premiers, but the way that the media talks is if you lose the first three, you're not going to be playing finals. Correct, yeah. If Geelong didn't play finals, mm. that would be huge. Yeah, correct. Sure, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely. It reminds me of the first time Hawthorne won the premiership when I was alive and then... Ended up ninth for last year, a huge hangover. But you know what the scary thing is, Braden? Because obviously you were, you were at the ooh, you were at the Melbourne game, and I was watching the Suns game. Yeah, uh, Suns sucked. Did they? They were. We were very. Why bad. did they suck? We were very bad. We just. I think at one point we had kicked three ten. Yeah, we ended up evening it out nicely. Three ten reminds me. Do you know when you say three ten? Do you know what I hear? What do you hear? That's when our. That's when high school finished. Yeah, correct. I don't know if other people have that where I remember every period of high school. So we started at, it was like 8.55 bell and then yeah. at 9, yeah. 9.56, uh, 10 40, 10.42. 10.42, yeah. And yeah. then 11, 11, 11.42 or something yeah, like something that. Like. And then 11.56 and then 12.44 was lunch. Yeah. And then one thirty was the end of lunch, 2.20, 3.10. Yeah, that's it. Uh, anyway, shout out Viewbank. Anyway, go on. So we like... It was an awesome win by us in the end, mm-hmm. and I. But I'm struggling to get excited about it because of how poorly we played. But ben, Thomas, they're the premiers. <laughs> I know, and Patrick that, Dangerfield, and, Tom Hawkins, and that's why I, I worry for Geelong deeply because you know, like Ben King dropped like five marks in front of goal. He just had a yippy day where a yippy day. He had a, a yippy day. Is that what as you in like oh, not like uh, not as in like yippy, but more like yippy. Yeah, like so yippy. like a couple of the marks are overhead right. marks, you know, like yeah. you know, not 
easy, but all the commentators were just like, you've got yes. to mark that. And it looked like we could have put them away early yeah. and we just didn't in any way. And I thought this is going to blow out. And it didn't. Yeah, I remember looking at the scoreboard about, you know, a, a few hours into the game mm. and going, well, my phone's just not updated because it's 30 to 30. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Uh, just incredibly bad uh, goal kicking to start off the game until about three quarters Great. from both teams. Well, that's it's sick for Stewie Jew. I yep. think Gold Coast are better than this, the start of their season suggests. I think Geelong are obviously better than this as well. Yeah, correct. I, I'm still not downing Geelong. I, I still would not be surprised if they were serious contenders in September. I'm 34. Yeah. When I go for a walk, I feel tired. Yeah. They're all 34 correct. and they have to run a marathon. Yes. They must be very tired. So I understand. <laughs> I'm sure they'll bounce back. But I'm just going to play a little quiz. Sure. Play some quizzy music for me. Right. What will be the reason Chris Scott says that his team is 0-3? Right. One, they all have gastro. Two, it's actually a plan because Melbourne won 10 games and lost the flag. <laughs> They're going to lose the first 10 games and then win the flag. Three, um, he, because... They are bad. <laughs> Four, it's Chris Scott's fault. Let's see what the results of the feedback from Chris Scott is in the media this week. Yeah, it's funny because he's been quite humble so far. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he did say on Fox Footy when they'd lost two games, he yeah. was like, we meant to. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pretty much. He said, we had an idea this was going to happen, but we hoped it wouldn't. That's how he said it. But yep. what it was, it was like when we beat them in the prem, in the mm. prelim, he said, oh, there's reasons, but I won't say them. Yeah. And, and then, then leaked. leaked that they had gastro. <laughs> Everyone had gastro. Everyone in the team had gastro. So I'm excited to see what, the, <laughs> what yeah, he says. 100%. I haven't seen his press, press conference. But we've been talking about footy. Yeah. Let's talk about all the teams of the week. Play some six things. We've talked about it a little bit so uh, already, but... Thursday night was Bulldogs v Lions. And we had one of those things where Lions, Bulldogs, and Melbourne have all played each other once. Melbourne beat Bulldogs. Lions beat Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Bulldogs beat Lions. Yeah. So we're in that fun little predicament. What did, the, what did that tell us about both teams? It ended with a with Bulldogs 10 goals, 767 to... Uh, we call this the uh, late night shop, the $1 coffee. We call this the, the Lions 7-Eleven. The $1 coffee. They scored 53, so they could not score. Hayden Crozier, uh, I'm, I'm looking at an awful stat. He yeah. spent eight minutes on the interchange. <laughs> no, Jamaru Gohagan, five goals was probably the standard of the game. Lockie yeah. Neal, 31 disposals, and good old Harris Andrews with 16 marks. Mm-hmm. Why did this happen? Is it because Brisbane can't play away from the Gabba? Well, Is that what we're led to believe? If they can't get their shit together, then Language, it's certainly... Tom. Well, I'm sorry, but, you know, um, it certainly appears that way with a very small sample size because they are definitely a different team at home and were when they played the Ds, no doubt. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I thought they didn't look that flash in this game, and I think Joey Danaher um, yep. is a worry. 100%. And the only other thing I'd say is... I think the experiment for Chris Scott of the Tools might be over already because although Lobb and English were very good, take out Sam Darcy, you Glagan has all that room. Too many Tools they yeah. were playing, and now they're playing one less Tall, 
and Jamara Ugelhagen, who is not short, no. kicked five goals. And Sam Darcy's huge as well. I, I thought Sam Darcy played... Sam, Sam Darcy. No, what's his... It doesn't matter. Luke Darcy's Luke son. Darcy. Sean Darcy. Sam Darcy. Luke Darcy. Sam Darcy. I think his name's Sam Darcy. Sam Darcy is nine foot 11. Yeah, and I think he played as a back growing up. So I would, wouldn't be surprised if they tried him as like a key defender at some point. I wouldn't be surprised either. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised by anything nowadays. <laughs> now, second game, Friday night. The Richmond Tigers kicked seven goal seven. Going down to the flag favourites, Collingwood Magpies, 63, eight goals, 15, 15 behinds. Richmond, consider yourself lucky that Collingwood could not kick straight. Yeah, it could have been a disaster. Early on as well. Yeah. They did very well to get back into the game and it was only 12 points, or 14 points. I think mm-hmm. that Richmond would take a lot of positives away from the game considering how well flag favourites Collingwood are playing. 100%. But uh, this had all the telltale signs of a dirty, wet, Night game in Melbourne. hundred um, percent. I had something to say, but I've forgotten. Tell me what oh, you yes. have to say. Here's what I have to say, Broden. Yes. If we're accusing Geelong of starting too slow. Which I am. Then are we accusing Collingwood of starting too hot? There's nothing more powerful in the game of AFL, Thomas, than a thing called momentum. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of him? Oh, yeah. Momentum is an incredible thing. They're all... 20. They're the opposite of uh, Collingwood. They're going to... Um, Geelong. Geelong. They're going to bounce back very, very quickly. Uh, if, if you're Craig McRae, just run with this because yeah. uh, this is an incredible uh, start to the season for flag favourites Collingwood. Who do they have next week would be my question. They've got Brisbane. <laughs> Ooh, in inter- Brisbane. That is a great... <laughs> Brisbane in Brisbane versus flag favourites Collingwood is yeah. a very, very, very well set up game. Yeah. Brisbane have... Won one game, Collingwood have not lost the game, but everything we've just talked about Brisbane, that's a genuinely good game. And yeah. the midfield of Brisbane is awesome oh, 100%. When, they're, when they're pumping. That's what I wanted to say, actually. I had this thought the other night, right? Tell me what you think of this, right? I'm ready to hear your thoughts. So Hugh McCluggage is really suffering because Dunkley's come into the team. Okay. Well, have they moved McCluggage out of the midfield and made him a wing, or what are they doing? He's certainly still playing midfield, but his numbers have dropped dramatically from averaging like 28 disposals. (coughs) Sorry. (laughs) Down to like 14. Mm -hmm. Only three games. And when we talk about getting, uh, you know, someone like Dunkley to our football club, we never talk about what we lose. And do you think that adding Dunkley but losing McCluggage is worth it? Do I think that? Yeah, or do you think it doesn't matter? Dunkley's a better player, you know. I think they'll both good. find a role. You get as many good players into your team as possible, obviously. Like um, Tom Mitchell's the opposite example where he's a he gets 90 disposals a game and he's gone to Collingwood and decided, no, I'm going to get 20 yep. to play a role. They'll probably figure it out eventually because they're both just star players. But I see what you mean. And it's a very valid point. Shall we jump to the next game? Yes. This was a game that I tried to watch but fell asleep watching. Yeah. Hawthorne <laughs> versus North Melbourne, the Battle of the Coaches. Yeah. The master and his apprentice. Yeah. At the stadium that they call UTAS Stadium, you know, yeah. University, University of Tasmania Stadium in Launceston. You and I are both, both very big fans of Launceston. Why yes. can't I fucking say it? <laughs> you and I are both very big fans of Launceston. Uh, aren't we? Yeah, I love them. They have monkeys. 
Yeah, we go and see the monkeys when we go there. We also always go to that cinema next door to the yeah. little time zone there. Saw Jumanji there. there. Yeah. And they used to have a sanity. I wonder if they still do. But this game, I struggled to keep my eyes open yeah, for. Yeah, fair enough. Hawthorne just had a little bit more, what is it, chutzpah? If, yeah. yeah. Is it a bit more gravitas, a bit more get in there, mate, show them how it's done, a bit more of a bounce of the ball in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But uh, I struggled to keep my eyes awake. Yeah, I actually really Open. enjoyed it, but I understand you were severely jet-lagged. I would, uh, LDU was a laid out. Yeah, and then that's huge. Lay- that is huge. What is this? Davies Uniaki. Luke Davies Uniaki. And Luke I think. Davies Uniaki. That, that could have almost been the difference because it's a young side. You take your best player out, it disrupts your midfield flow, blah, yes. blah, blah. Can you make a song called Luke Davies Uniaki? You, Davies Uniaki. Can you yes, do that? Yes, I can. I can bring that to you next week. I need it uh, tomorrow on my desk. And um, I wouldn't be, I would be remiss. To move on without <laughs> mentioning the big Sheasel. Oh, how good Sheasel. You know he's leading all players in AFL fantasy ranking points? Yes. That's fucking crazy. I did know that, actually. <laughs> I know like stats can be meaningless and empty and blah, 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 but that is no, incredibly impressive. He's clearly the guy that Clarkson's gone, we're building around you. Yeah. You're my Luke Hodge. Yeah. You're my buddy. buddy. <laughs> You're, yeah. yeah. I, 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 there's so many players at North Melbourne that I genuinely rank. Larky, mm-hmm. he's a gun, Sheasel, yep. and others. Well, I mean, Cunnington's still doing good. Zeebel's still playing amazingly, although yep. they might not be there when they yeah. compete. But You build around Sheasel. Yes. I That's what that. you do. That's your base. But uh, otherwise, you know, an interesting game. Mm. This game made me want to die. Yeah. At the Giants Stadium in Sydney, Greater Western Sydney Giants lost uh, to Carlton yeah. by 10 points. The standouts for this game were Charlie Kerno with a stunning two goals. 42 disposals for Patrick Cripps, though. Mm. Holy hell. But this game came down to a very controversial moment. 100%. Descent. Yep. The umpires. So from what I can gather, a free kick was given away by GWS in front of the goal of Carlton. For, to get it, yeah. to get a goal, GWS were up at the at that time. Yes, and it was called for dissent. Yes. So what appeared to happen was, Cogs or Steve Canilio mm-hmm. put his hands up in the air and said something along the lines he of, said, "Go fuck yourself! I'm going to kill your family." No, see, this is the thing. The audio has been released. He said, "Where was my free?" Basically, right? Because he tackled. Or where? Why, I thought he said, "I'm going to fucking kill your family." No, no, no. That's what we assumed because it was dissent. But what was released was no. That is not. Is that fair? No, it's completely unfair. If you watch the Bulldogs game, did you watch that? Um, sadly, I don't watch football. <laughs> sadly, Garcia had a Garcia had an awful game where he gave away a bunch of frees and he was carrying on like a pork chop. And I thought he was going to get the scent at any moment. Yes. And all through the round, they've really loosened up on it. A lot of players are talking back. Yes. And they targeted this moment for absolutely no reason. All of last year, and we've talked about Brad Scott, but we talked about last year, they went, if you raise your arms at us, it's a free kick because that's dissent yeah. because too many umpires are quitting and we need to tell people to stop quitting umpiring. Well, I don't know if raising your arms are going to do that. And then they said, we're not going to move on this. Eventually, you will correct. The players will correct. Yeah. And then halfway through the year, they just stopped calling it. Correct. Yeah. No, they, in June... Yeah. Yeah. And then, or out of nowhere, in front of goal, mm-hmm. they do that. Yeah. And then Carlton go on to win by 10 points. 
Yeah, no. Huge momentum shifter. Can I give you a little... Um, and we're pro umpire here. I used to be yes. a basketball referee. 100%. So what I'm saying is I'm willing to umpire a game. Yeah. But a controversial moment, and we're here to talk about the controversial moments. Any other thoughts on that game? Uh, well, I wanted to ask you if you wanted to start a new segment mm-hmm. called Shitting on Our Friend Joe Kosky. Oh, yes, great. Well, yeah, I did actually want to bring that up because the showdown game I thought he's actually in um, he's in Adelaide at the moment doing a musical called Come From Away which yes. is about 9-11 yes. and uh, I said hey you know what would be great is after your show tonight what you could do is go down to the ground and be like a reporter for us talking about the showdown game yep. get on your phone and just sort of say oh the energy is great here and maybe talk to someone I said do you want to do that for us Joe and he just wrote back N-A-H yeah. nah and it's a shame because we want our friend Joe Kosky on the podcast. He's a, he's a wonderful, famous music theatre uh, performer, one of yep. the biggest music theatre performers in the country and has a wonderful voice. Yes. And he, he doesn't, he, he refused to help us out. Yes. And it was a shame because I love having him on. It would yes. be lovely to have him on. And he, we have a group chat. Yeah. That me, Brendan, Joe are in. And he didn't message in the group chat for three days yeah and then this game came on and, and he barracks yeah. come and he started carrying on like a fucking pork chop and then he started accusing us yeah of not engaging with him and this is one of the biggest music theatre performers in, our, in, in Australia, Australia. N- maybe the world because his voice is so wonderful he played Shrek once yeah um, and it's a shame that he didn't want to do that yeah but I thought it would be a shame to not have him on. So what I thought I'd do is play a clip from a YouTube video I found, which is him being interviewed about when he was in School of Rock. Because I know it's not about football. I know it's not him corresponding, but here it is. <laughs> so obviously he had an interview with this website called Keeping Up With NZ. Basically, if you've seen the film School of Rock, or if you haven't, uh, it is the same fundamental story. He's talking about School of Rock, the musical. Energy, uh, but you actually get to experience these incredible children playing live. <laughs> Like, better than any adults you've ever seen. So he could have reported uh, for us, but he was busy. Score by yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber. So not only are there some of the classics uh, that you see in the film, the little vignettes and stuff, but you little actually vignettes. get full mm-hmm. Broadway songs uh, coming at you live from Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> My favourite song is Stick It To The Man, by far. It's an incredible song of descent and uh, frustration. Descent and frustration. And, uh, there you go. Topical. Is that uh, Dewey gives permission? So he's playing the Jack Black role in this. Yes. To just feel how they want to feel and express that how they want to express it, and I think that's so important. So uh, true, Joe. So true. Uh, so it's a shame he couldn't be interviewed, but there he is talking about School of Rock. <laughs> Shall we jump on to the 150th anniversary of the St Kilda Football Club at the Melbourne Cricket Ground? The Saints, on a very big day for them, took down the Essendon Bombers. Mm-hmm. 14-8 to Essendon's 11-8. So they both kicked as many points. Is there something to be said about that, Tom? Yeah, that's cool. That's a cool stat. <laughs> Great. Uh, and then on their side, I was very impressed by one mate called old mate Jack Higgins. Oh, yeah. Four goals. Yeah. Very, very good. And then on the other side, Darcy Parrish, 35 disposals. Mm-hmm. Not enough. They looked in that first quarter, Essendon looked like they didn't know how to play defence. Yeah. It was really, really bizarre. Yeah, it was. And then on the other side, talking about Geelong not winning a game, St Kilda undefeated. Undefeated. I had my doubts about bringing back in Ross Lyon, but 
they're now going to win the premiership. <laughs> good on them, man. It was a very good night. They had all the all Eric Banner was there. Oh, really? That's cool. Chopper, yep, was there. Um, and then Plugger Lockett was there, who looks very, very skinny. Now. Yeah, he's super fit and looks like a marathon runner now. Yeah, he looks. Yeah, he looks like a marathon runner. Mm. He used to be such a big man. Yeah, like huge. Yeah, but a huge game for the Saners. Any thoughts about that one? No, I would just say that I thought they were both due for a loss. I think they're both rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be happy if you're the Saints, though. Three. Oh, you got to be stoked. Who do they have next week? Oh, who do they have next week on Saturday night at 7.30? Oh, we're going! We're going! Holy hell. Also, let's talk about that for a moment. So, if you missed Thursday's podcast... I forgot what we were doing. If you missed (laughs) Thursday's podcast, we are going to sit in the Gold Coast Suns away cheer cheer squad. So, come join us. There's tickets. It's Bay 1. Yeah. Or Aisle 1. L1. Level 1, Aisle 1. We've already heard a few of you are coming, so that'll be fun. We're going to sit there. We're going to cheer on the mighty Gold Coast Suns against St Kilda. We should get some scarves or something. Yeah, I'll bring all my merch. I'll just bring it all and give it away. I've also heard that the tickets are very expensive, right? Yeah, they're $54. And I'm sorry about that. I don't apologize. But I have also heard that it's because it's the away team section right and apparently on Wednesday they're going to open up the bays on either side oh. which will be significantly cheaper if you well then do that want to come and can't afford the yeah $54. like if you can't be fucked doing that yeah just come in there and, but also that $54 is going to a good cause which is ticket ticket tech and yeah. Marvel Stadium <laughs> we love and St Kilda <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, well yes that's a that, well good job bringing that up next game on my list is the game I said was the match of the round yep. Port Adelaide the scoreboard doesn't do it justice. 86 to Adelaide's 117. Mm. Doesn't do it justice. Isaac Rankin looks like an absolute gun. Yeah, it really is. Holy hell. What did he kick? Four goals? Yeah. And then Phil Thorpe, also five goals. He kicked five goals. Connor Rosie with 28 disposals. And a game high eight marks for Mitchell Hinge, mm. my favorite dating-based <laughs> player. Mm. I just really enjoyed this game from start to finish. We've talked about it already, but uh, I have high hopes for the Crows. And I think Portal Bounce back. Is Ken Hinckley on the hot seat? We both gave him a red traffic light with, with Mark. Mark, Mark did, what did Mark give him? Mark gave him a green, I think, yeah, from okay, memory. Well, then he was wrong again. <laughs> yeah, I think he's in big strife. If they don't turn it around and make finals, I think he's gone, sadly. But well, he could sadly. very easily slot into another team. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. I don't know. Who's, who's bad at the moment? Sun. Who's dropping off? No, who's dropping? <laughs> Could you see him come and be the... Would you be happy if he was the coach of the Suns next year? Yes, but, I mean, that's a complex question because I, I love Stuart Jew for a lot of things that he's done for the club. Yeah. But I think we might be ready for an experienced old head. Interesting, because, yeah, he. I remember his first year with Port took him to a prelim yeah. kick away from a grand final. Yeah. So he's a good coach. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. He could easily step into another role, you'd think. Yeah. Then... Today, or no, wait, we're recording this. Tom, yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> the Suns v. Cats. Geelong only managed 54 points to the Gold Coast 73. They kicked three more goals. Huge effort from the Suns. No one would have tipped this apart from Broden Kelly. Yep. What a gun. And uh, huge effort. You know, shout out to Lacocious with five goals. Yep, I'd like to just quickly say that uh, an apology to Lukosius actually. Um, he listens I'm as sure. a as a defender. He, I thought he was an amazing ball user. He used to get it out of our fifty really well, but he never actually 
was able to defend well. Yeah. And then when they moved him forward, I thought that's probably the end of Jack. Not today, mate. Today, I apologise, Jack. Apologise, Zach. <laughs> you were phenomenal, mate. That kick from the 75 was one oh, of the best yeah. kicks I've ever seen. The, the commentators, they wanted to say it, but they were too coy. Goal of the year, should be a contender. Too coy. Should be absolutely up there. Too coy from Fox Footy. And then do you know who your high, your game high disposals getter was? Uh, was it David Swallow in his 200th? Incorrecto. It surely took then. Lockie Weller. Oh, right. 29 disposals. Lockie Weller. Take a bow. Maybe heaps going into the defence there, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, he he does that kick-in sort of stuff. Yeah, he's great. So maybe good for your super coach teams. I don't know. Yeah, could be. Lockie Weller, 29. Tom Stewart, 29. Cam Guthrie, 28. Matt Rowe, 24. Yeah, Matt Rowe was really good too, actually. Oh, I thought Matt Rowe, every time I saw him with the ball, I thought he was doing something. I don't know his clearance numbers, but... uh, Yeah, no, but it's the clearances. He's he's one of those players, a bit like Leighton Oliver, actually, where he breaks out of packs, he clears the ball really well, but then he often just kicks to the opposition, sadly. Yes, yes. But you take that. You take that. You take that. You take it. You put it in your pocket. You take it out when you get home. You shove it up your arm. Yeah. At 3.20 today, Melbourne defeated Sydney Swans, 21 goals, 8-1-3-4 to Sydney Swans, 12 goals, 12-84. At points, I could the, the Swans look so good and they're going to be an absolute powerhouse mm. and there's a reason they were in a grand final last year. Yep. They have like 15 players who look like the same person. Yeah, yeah. From, like, not, hair is their only point of difference, but in build and stature and the way they play from Isaac Heaney, Callum Mills... Uh, Errol Goulden, yep. Chad Warner, Blakey, even McInerney, yeah, all of them look the same, yeah, and are all just outstanding. Yep. And they, when they're on, they look so powerful, and yep. it will only take, you know, they'll become more and more consistent. Lance Franklin, uh, I thought uh, probably didn't get the chocolates today. In the Stephen May and Lance Franklin genuinely hate each other. Yeah, I think they might. Oh, you can see when you're at the game them saying shit to each yeah, other, right. and fully going. <laughs> And a shout-out to the best player in the AFL, Tom Papley. Oh, holy <laughs> hell, he, he, when he kicks a goal, I've never seen someone love to kick a goal more than Tom yeah. Papley. He so shout-out to Tom Papley. But we talked about Melbourne enough. Yes, we did. And then the last game of the round, it was that fantastic game between the... It's definitely not still happening as we sit here. It's well, definitely it says over. that there's three minutes left, right? Fremantle t- taking the chocolates against West Coast <laughs> Eagles, who, from what a, what it looks like, had nine hundred injuries. Yeah, in they game. really did. They were down Shui. to one person on the bench in the third quarter. Yeah, Stewie looks stroppy. Yep, Shuey stroppy. Yep, and then a, a Crips as well. I think went yeah, down. Yeah, and um, who's their awesome fullback? His name is Carlton Brother. Carlton Brother. Come on, we've got to know this. <laughs> yeah, uh, McGovern. McGovern also injured. Yeah, rough, rough. All hamstrings as well, I think. I yeah. wonder if there's something in that. Yeah, maybe there is. Maybe yeah. it's the Perth surface. <laughs> it could be. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a shame, though, because it looked like it was going to be actually potentially a tight game. Yes. It looked like Luke Jackson had a stronger game as well after a week of just getting belted by the West Australian. I know. What, that's a fucking disgrace, might I just say. I know some of it is warranted, but oh, my God. Like, take it easy on the if, bloke. If you, take, if you take the check... You take the criticism, Tom. Yeah, that's fair. If I pay you a million dollars to to do this podcast, right? Yeah. And then halfway through, it's just fart noises. Yeah. You're going to have to take that criticism. <laughs> Not saying that Luke Jackson's games this season have been... I think he kicked a goal in this game. Have you got stats up for him? For yeah, Luke I do. Let me, do. let me have a little look. And yeah, Sean Darcy... Luke Jackson kicked two goals, actually. Two goals. 
And Sean Darcy is obviously, they've clearly gone, Sean Darcy is our number one Ruckman. Yeah. Which is, you know, awesome because Sean Darcy deserves to be a number one Ruckman. Yeah, Luke Jackson didn't have a single Ruck contest. So you're absolutely right. He's not Rucking at all. They just went, you're a forward, you're a tall forward, maybe getting around the ground. That is really interesting. Do you think that's, that's really interesting? I did not think they would play it that way. That's crazy. Well, it's an interesting game. This is a low stakes game. Fremantle, this wasn't the derby. This wasn't the derby that the people of WA would have hoped for. No. Can I just put my hand up, Broden, and just say I was completely wrong? There was 51 hitouts for Darcy and 17 for Luke Jackson. Well, so thank you for correcting within a minute of saying it. <laughs> yes, because I would have got torn. That's the, the kind of accountability that this podcast has. Absolutely. All right. Well, great. Well, that's all the games of the round. What an exciting week. Yep. Uh, uh, we'll be back on Thursday to talk more 40. But first, we have a guest with us. Our guest this week, we thought in Melbourne at the moment, at the very least, it's a very big day for sport because not only is it a great week of great AFL games, but match three. Race. Race three <laughs> of F1, of the F1 season is in Melbourne mm. at, at MSAC. <laughs> at the Melbourne Sports and Aquatic Centre. The Formula One happened today and we thought we'd get in one of the biggest experts on F1 <laughs> that we, in Australia, uh, he's, a Australia, he's an ADG, an Australian Directors Guild award-winning director. Mm-hmm. He's done many ads that you'd see on TV. Can you say what ads you've directed? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, I've done the Samsung ad that Auntie Donna is in. Oh, yeah, yeah. 7-Eleven. I've done the Finder ad that Auntie Donna is in. The yeah. big boat. Uh, Spirit, Spirit of Tasmania. Tasmania. Yep. Auntie Donna wasn't in that. Yep. You've done um, 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven. <laughs> Rolling Stone Music Video Award. Yep. Yeah, you used to direct music videos a lot and won award, awards. Awards. You spewed out of my car window <laughs> once. <laughs> yes, that. Um, no, it was a taxi, I thought. No, it was my car. <laughs> it was my car. Uh, please welcome. He's also the director of Auntie Donna, uh, film director of Auntie Donna. Uh, his name's Max Miller. Hello. Max, you're a Richmond Tigers fan. I am. I'm definitely more of a footy um, expert than um, Formula or footy fan than Formula <laughs> One fan, but thank really? you for having me on, talk about Formula One. Yeah, you're an expert on Formula One. I do. Yeah, I love it. But you're also a Richmond Tigers fan? Yes. Uh, he's one of the most level-headed people I know, and he, in the most intense situation, he will always keep a level head. Um and treats, you know, everyone in a crew with respect and mm. dignity and everything like that. But if someone starts like shitting on Richmond, <laughs> he starts you just start to see the you start to see the professionalism just sort of crack away. I've seen it a few times. If you ask my wife Katie the one time that I'm the opposite of everything you just said, it's yeah. when I'm watching Richmond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been in message feeds where you're just like, Jesus Christ, this is the this is this is professional max. Nothing gets me more angry than the football. <laughs> yeah, actually. that's great. But I love it. And uh, you know, did you enjoy the football on Friday night? I actually, I actually did. I I thought we did all right. I'm pretty happy with that. That's not what you points. were saying it about eight fifty five. No, I think I was pretty well because I thought we would get done by like sixty. So when we were in it for most of the game and lost by fourteen, I thought that was a pretty good against result. Premiership favorites. Yeah, yeah exactly. we didn't say that Against earlier, but missing Dusty Hopper and Jaden Short, like probably three of your, what, top six players? Yeah, plus Broad. Like it was always going to be – it was like four big outs in a week. Yeah. Um, and then rookies, you know, young kids came in to replace them. So it was always going to be tough. So I thought we hung in pretty well. Yep. I mean, Collingwood missed a lot, but we turned over a lot. It and, was good football. Um, it was good football. Yeah. Good football and wet football. Yeah. Uh, you wet went football. to a grand final, didn't you? 
I did. I remember I rang you after you won your first one. Um, uh, like it was a few hours after and you just answered the phone like this. You went, hey, because <laughs> you're off your face. Um, so that was good. <laughs> and now joining us is a very special person for Malacca of the Week, mm. uh, which has been fast becoming everyone's favorite segment of the podcast, Malacca of the Week. Tom, it's your baby. Not literally. It's not Atlas. No. But it's your philosophical, your- Metaphorical. Metaphorical baby. It's my baby. And so I thought I would bring in the godfather oh. of myself. A real Greek. And the godfather of my baby in two weeks. How are you going setting up for the baptism, by the way? Um, thanks for the reminder. Weeks? Yeah, <laughs> two um, weeks, I think. No, it's a whole month. You, you're having... Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. Am I going to that? <laughs> it's a month and a half. Yeah. Great. It's like a month and a half away. Yes, uh, so Max good. Miller. Max good. Miller. Max Miller's here. My oh, God. Yeah. Give him a sixteen. Well, it's going to be Greek. It's going to be okay. Bazooki. A bit of Zoba, maybe. So, what do you know about Malacca of the Week? Um, it's this great segment that um, Tom said on a, a Facebook chat that, you know, someone was Malacca of the Week, and I said you should do that as a segment on the podcast, to which you replied, it is. It is. <laughs> and people just eat it up. They love it. Uh, so, we're going to go through the Malaccas of the Week now. This is Tom's, the people that grind Tom's gears. So, what I do, Max, is I prevent... I present four nominations for Malacca of the Week. And you try and prevent COVID whenever, whenever prevent possible it. by washing your hands and wearing a mask where you can. Go on. You guys may comment on the Malacca of the Week and then at the end you're going to have to, between you, choose who gets the Malacca of the Week. They go into the running for Malacca of the Year. Oh, I love that. So, so far we've had round one was Gold Coast Suns. Round, no, no, it wasn't. It was Concussion, actually. Round one was Concussion was Malacca. We've got to get it out of the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then round two was the Suns, I think. Or yeah. maybe the other way around. And here is Tom's nominees for Malacca of the Week, round three. Now, like we said earlier, we don't like to umpire bash here, but... Oh, no. <laughs> so, I'm not bashing the umpire. Not round three. I'm just bashing the decision. No. The Pal Pepper Tackle. Pal Pepper Tackle. Does everyone know what I'm talking about? So, he no, came into the protected tackle? zone and tackled oh, yes. someone. Oh, yes. So, Adelaide player, forget his name, was... Uh, took a mark yep. in defence backed up backed up potentially went off the line potentially didn't go off the line yep. but was tackled from behind by Palpepa and I thought it was going Adelaide's way because it was in the protected a area a penalty yeah and they gave it holding the ball it's not right it's not on you're a Malacca he mate. believes he didn't go off the line and but also the umpire didn't clear the space around him yeah it has to be done. 5 metres isn't that a whole thing they exactly need to have 5 right. metres on either side but not if they run yeah. off immediately but Pal that person who took the mark pretty much backed into Pal Pepper. Yeah. Yes, I've seen this happen a bit, which is really annoying. Where like they don't players come from behind, don't seem they don't seem to no. worry about that. Yeah. And rarely though, and often see like well, this player could get run down, and it yeah. seems to never happen. But obviously now, like you know, now this has happened. And it definitely, well, it didn't affect the showdown because Adelaide won in the end. But it, it could. No, it was it's a, a, it's it was a, contentious. It's yeah. a rule they've really given up on. Yeah, yes. I think a bit. It was big when it came in, and it's. Out. That's yeah. nominee number one. Nominee for Malakarova number two. Second. We don't bash on umpires here. Oh, we're Thomas. <laughs> but the Canelio descent call did yes. affect the game. Yes. And GWS could have won. And yes. that was ridiculous yes. and not on. And we can't be having We've talked inconsistencies okay. in our game. That's yep. my nomination for Malakarova. That's a good nomination. Malaka number three. Front runner. Malaka number three. Bad kicking on goal. Lynch costing the game. Danaher. Ben King. Can't have it, guys. Yeah, also, no. whole teams, right? Collingwood 
in front of Carlton, kicked 20 behind. Geelong were bad too, but in particular, yeah. Lynch could have won yes. the game on Friday night. Lynch could be the Malacca. This is football. Yeah. You know, you need to kick goals. Exactly. With your foot to then the ball. And Danaher, same for Brisbane, and Ben King very easily could have lost. Yes, and to be fair, the the big key forwards are the ones more the Malakas than the team. Exactly, that's what I'm presenting. That's what they're paid to do. Because I wouldn't (laughs) want to just bash on Lynch, would I? So I'm including... Yes. Goal kicking. Danaher and Ben King, but between you and me, probably. You just bashed all the umpires. (laughs) No, I didn't. I bashed the decisions that they made. All right. We don't approve of umpire bashing here. And what's number... Have you got a fourth, Malakas? I've got a fourth. Jesus. We've always got to do four, Broden. We've always got to do four. Okay. So the Farmers Union medal went to Dawson over Rankin. It's a joke. Rankin was easily the best player. Did you game. watch that game? I watched that game. Oh, well, then I... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you didn't watch it, I would have said, well, you should have watched it and you would have, uh, you know... Well, what do you guys think? Of... I thought Rankin was easily the best player in the Rankin game. kicked a lot of goals late. Four goals late? No, get... not four goals late, but he did kick a few goals late once the game was done and dusted. Did you think Dawson was better? I don't know who Dawson is. He's an Adelaide <laughs> defender. He had 18 <laughs> touches. He was great at times, but uh, he wasn't that great. I was at a wedding. I didn't see it, but... I think he's got a hot take. <laughs> yeah, but uh, four goals, and he, did, he got a lot of touches. Rankin as well. Yeah, I mean for a small. Did someone kick yeah, five goals? Not in that game. No, no. Lukosius kicked five for the Suns today. Um, but yeah, I think Rankin was the leading. Oh, goal so we say I'm just seeing the Melbourne Sydney scores there. Malacca of the week. Broden telling me to tip Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> I tip Sydney too. I went yeah, down. As the did I. I think. Tip Sydney. Let me just check here. Let me just check the. Even check the ranking points. Yeah, Phil, Phil, Phil Thorpe kicked five. Okay, ah. then even more reason that the Farmers Union Award should have gone to someone else that wasn't Dawson. Okay, great. <laughs> Just a general... I mean, nice when a defender can win. Not often. Yeah, that's true, that's true. I'm deciding that the descent rule gets the Malacca of the Week. Yeah, I'm using my Greek expertise for the this um, <laughs> award. I think, yeah, the Canelio... One, the descent. That yeah, was the descent. crazy. That's silly. We need to have a look. Red hub, red, red. That wasn't red even descent. Yeah. No, that wasn't descent. And uh, I thought it was out of the game, but it was back Same. in a big I way. thought it was out. Yeah. But you know, it's going to be good. It's going to fuel media for a week. Yes. Yeah. Starting right here. Yeah. On this <laughs> yeah we started. We're doing it too. All right, great. That's been your Malacca of the Week. Max, what is a car? Um, <laughs> a normal car or a Formula One car? Whatever you want. Four wheels, engine, a seat. All right. And what makes an F1? Am I going on the right track here, do you reckon? I'm not introducing people to F1. Yeah, totally. Because this is a football podcast, right? But we're kind of, what we're saying to our audience is we're not just footy. Yeah. It's called the footy, with, but it's not just Broden, is it? No. It's sometimes it's Tom, sometimes it's Max, sometimes it's Sam or Mark. Or oh, other members of Auntie Donna. <laughs> it's, but it's always members of Auntie Donna. <laughs> uh, but sometimes, you know, when something's some, a big sporting event's on, we might just say... This is a big one-off, you know, yeah. uh, a world world event Rest assured, in Melbourne. We're not talking about fucking F1 oh. ever again after today <laughs> until maybe this time next Unless year. Unless everybody exactly. says they love this and they want a weekly update. Because la- th- this time last year, I did a bunch of media about like social media going, I'm going to get Auntie Donna into the inner sanctum of the F1 and get into the backstage. Or I'm mm. going to fucking pull some strings. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it happen. And then immediately after sending that tweet, I think I forgot... Until <laughs> until like yesterday that I was going to do that, because in Melbourne we lose interest in things as soon as they're not in front of us. Mm. Yeah, but it was the F one today, so we thought we should talk about the Grand Prix, yes. the Melbourne Grand Prix. 
Yeah, or Grand Prix. However you like to. <laughs> All right. That's fine. All right. But, you know. but this is Melbourne, mate. It would be Grand Prix in Adelaide. Because they say- Castle. 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 And we say castle. All right. Right. Max, why didn't you go? Um, because I'm, I'm going to the Monaco Grand Prix That's and sick. I needed to save money. Why not both? Now, what's- I need to save money. What's the difference <laughs> so between Monaco and a Monaco bar? I don't. What's a Monaco bar? Ice cream. Oh, it's an ice cream yes. sandwich. Think of a Maxi Bon. Yep, 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 yep. Think yep. of the half of the good bit of the Maxi Bon. Yeah. And make it a whole that. Uh, what's the difference? Uh, money. A lot more expensive, the real Monaco. Oh, go, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, more yachts. Yes. it's like a tax haven, isn't it? Yeah, tax haven. How many people live in Monaco? I think, I don't know. Like not a lot. Any, I think. Yeah. Just rich people. And F1 drivers. F1 drivers, rich people. <laughs> Yeah, um, and what's the difference between an F1 driver and a billionaire? <laughs> <laughs> um, you see on the... on, But there are like apartments and it seems like regular people live there too. Yeah. I don't know. Here's the... Okay, you guess. Mostly rich people. How many people live in Monaco? I reckon 35,000. Oh my God. <laughs> are you progress? serious? Yeah. Did you look it up? <laughs> no, I swear. It's 36,000. <laughs> That's crazy. I would never have guessed 36,000. Why How not? did you guess that? I thought how many billionaires are there in France and in the area and then, you know, a few oh hotel God, people. Tom. And it's, it's tiny. It's proper tiny, yeah. There was 440,000 people attended the Grand Prix this weekend. In Melbourne. Oh, my so God. So, that's more than- 36,000 people that, in Monaco. That's, I reckon more people are in Monaco in the grand, when the Grand Prix happens. Yeah, but I, still not heaps, which is great because, like, there's- Any seat's a pretty good seat, I think. Yeah, yeah you right. can see- If you can see the- That's what we say. If you can see the cars, you've got a good seat. Yeah. yeah. So, Verstappen from the Red Bull team is the best team. Yes. And Perez and, and Verstappen uh, run by that little man. Yes. What's his Christian name? Horner. Christian Horner. <laughs> he's Horner the, by he's, name. He's kind of the heel on uh, Drive to Survive. Yeah, he's yeah. the bad guy. If ever, and that's and most fans now are Drive to Survive fans, yes? Like yes. Um, with, myself it, included. Most, and myself, most yeah. successful Netflix series to translate <laughs> yeah, to totally. is like... F1 must be just like, thank you so much. Yeah, Absolutely. I had disdain for F1 before I watched it. I thought racing cars and all that sort of stuff was so stupid and it shouldn't be a sport. And then I watched like one episode of Drive Survival. I was yeah. like, oh, it's actually pretty you've, good. You've got, a, you're, you've got a big back piece tattoo of Albin from the Williams team on your back. Yeah, you love it so much. But I, I tried to watch Full Swing. Yeah. No good. No. Uh, I didn't break point. Tried to watch didn't Breakpoint. Didn't quite get into that. No good. This is the thing they tried to recreate. Arnie Don's Big Old House of Fun. No good. Yeah, no. Mm. Pass. Um, <laughs> it's the thing, yeah. They, they, they struck gold. They tried to recreate it. doesn't quite, not quite the same. Is it the same production team? Yeah. Oh, right. So same, um, well, same creator, I think. There's yeah. something yeah. very particular about, because golf, for the most, I'm speaking very generally, so mm. don't yell at me, but golf, tennis, and F1, the people who play it generally come from a higher socioeconomic background than other sports. 100%. Yes. And for some reason, F1 drivers are just a bit more likable than tennis players and golf players. Maybe because there's a bit more of a team element to it. I think it's like what's great and why they ended up falling in love with F1 is I think the balance of like two drivers per team, but then the team and like the principal, the team principal that yeah, is- Yeah, Gunter. Yeah, being like these great characters and personalities yeah. and there's only 10 teams and so only 20 drivers. Yep. It's really easy to kind of get around the whole it team. all and yeah. all the storylines and that kind of thing. 
And I think especially that's why I fell in love with Lewis Hamilton in particular as well, because he is not that, you know, oh, not from the billionaire club, yeah. you know. And yes. Such yes. a great, you know, a hero and someone to look up to. Absolutely. And such a great story. You know? Yeah, there's a couple like uh, Ocon is similar and stuff. And I mm-hmm. think it might so, be a few, like Albon, I don't think would be. So, so who won the Melbourne Grand Prix? So this was a great race. Was Just it? I to start off by saying that. Yeah, it I'd was love an to hear amazing step race. By step, to be honest, I hear it was fucked up. It was chaos. It was, and what was great is because last year was the first year back after two years off from COVID, and it was right. a pretty boring race. Oh. Right. So what happened last year? It was just a Verstappen one. No, he actually DNF'd, but Leclerc won, oh, which right. was cool. Oh, DNF otherwise, the race does not fuck. Does not fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was great. This this year was like an awesome race. Like so much happened. A yep. lot of chaos. Um, very entertaining. Uh, Verstappen did end up winning, which normally would mean it was really boring, but the way it happened was still really good. Um, starting from the start, because Verstappen was on pole, which means you start first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> and normally, normally, if Verstappen's winning is in the lead by the end of lap one, then the race is over. Yeah. Um, but actually, within the first three turns, he was down to third. Really? Why? Russell and um, Hamilton both overtook him in the first couple of corners. So it was one, two, Mercedes. For a while there, which was also really cool because they haven't been that for the last what, couple of years. Why? Because yeah. usually whoever's winning wins. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why did he drop to third? Just um, he didn't get the best start, um, and Russell was really great off the start. And then, like, what's the, the start of the race is the best because you've got yeah. all, all twenty quid cars, yeah. cra- you know, bottlenecking into these first few tight corners. Yeah. And just in amongst that kind of chaos, like Hamilton got in front as well, and Verstappen wow. fell back and was struggling to get in front because he couldn't get in front of Lewis because Lewis had DRS on Russell so Verstappen's DRS wasn't really having an effect so it was great it was really awesome it was like here we go we got a race and then um, uh, there was uh, Leclerc also went off on the first lap which was very sad yeah Yeah, for Ferrari Really sad. I feel very sad for Leclerc. He's had a rough season and um, really want to see him do but well. He drives a Ferrari for he drives work, a Ferrari. so that's pretty cool. Like, there's <laughs> a lot of guys cool. on Ligon Street who would be really happy to just drive a Ferrari every day, <laughs> even if they're losing. Yeah, he's, and they can only do forty k's an hour on Ligon Street, <laughs> so you can imagine how jealous they'd be. Yeah, so that's the fastest Ferrari as well. So it's yeah, well, yeah. Good. is it really? <laughs> um, yeah. So he went off, and during the safety car, Russell pitted. Um, to change tires like and but then straight after that Albon went off and so a red flag happened which means it was terrible for Russell because he pitted too early so then it was just Hamilton and Verstappen and yep. it seemed like Russell's race was basically done and it was like oh no here we go now when these red flags happen is there a worry about nearby bulls <laughs> well there are a few s- the there are a few Spanish drivers <laughs> yeah see so, yeah because red bulls do you know what like red bulls. bulls love the color red <laughs> but no no. Okay. Anyway, sorry, go no, on. Albert Park, at least. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, so it was Verstappen and Hamilton for a bit, but sure enough, Verstappen got Hamilton quite quickly. Is that because their car's just much better? Yeah, way better. And it's just way faster on the straights. A lot yep. of straights at Albert Park, along like down Queens Road. Yeah, towards MSAC. Because um, I think Hamilton no, said towards that- Towards St Kilda. Oh. He felt like his speed was back. Is that just not the case or- it was better. Yeah. The fact that they were even in that position was a surprise yeah, and a right. great result, but not enough to beat Compete. Red Bull on a straight. Yeah. yeah. Especially when Verstappen had DRS. Yeah. So straights are better for fast cars. Yes. Well, all Hamilton's but, winnings, like all his championships, he was the straight was where he was fastest, right? But now, um, his, sh- sure. now his seat shakes, yeah? 
That was porpoising, yeah. Porpoising. That I was last year. It seems to be seems to be fine yeah. this year because they did raise the um, the ride height of the cars right. this season. Okay. Um, so my my question would be, why is Red Bull's car so much better than Williams's? I mean, not Williams's. Mercedes. <laughs> Mercedes. <laughs> Mercedes. Mercedes. Yeah. Um, well, it's. I mean, they'll just say it's just better. You know, engineered like for aerodynamics and the way that they're because they everyone is saying that their DRS gets more speed than everybody else. Mm. Um, so things like that, they've just got these things kind of working better. I'm sure Toto would say they're probably cheating. In oh, yeah. some way. <laughs> probably. Um, Toto, head of Mercedes. Good, yeah, head of Mercedes. Very, always good drama there. Um, there was great footage today of Toto like checking out Red Bull's car and then Christian Horner seeing that and oh, giving cool. him the stink eye and stuff. Love they're that. always That's going sick. at each other. So Verstappen um, takes over Hamilton and then... He does. Um, have dramas, no? Yeah. Well, then... Um, and then poor old Russell, who was like in a great position, pitted too early. Then his car blew up. <laughs> Russell, yeah, like legitimately in a pit or on the on the road. Oh my god! Where something popped, and he was there was fire coming out of his. his he could exhaust. have won. Yeah, well, yeah, but then he he already kind of fucked it with the pit stop. Oh. But um, but then you know once his car was had fire coming out of the back of it, DNF. it was over. DNF. Mm. Bad luck, Russell. So he was out, um, and that caused another. Oh, no, that didn't cause a red flag. Then it was Magnussen crashed. Um, just unforced error kind of crash. He just like. turned into a he wall. He just turned into a wall. <laughs> Kevin um, turned yeah. into a wall. He um, just drove into a wall. There was a lot of cars struggling for grip this weekend, it seemed like. A lot Wasn't of, it a lot beautiful, of talk, perfect weather, though? Well, a lot of talk that the track was a bit like ice, you know, quite slippery. Right. Really? Yeah. Um, it's odd. Yeah, well, and temperatures were cold on the track. A bit, I think, from what they well, used to maybe for. If I can races. speak, you know, candidly, yeah. Max and I were in Copenhagen a few days <laughs> yeah. ago. This is a true story. We had to go to the airport at, uh, we had to be at the airport by like 6 a.m. And it was, and I went out to get our car and it was covered in snow, ice, right. ice, and the ground was covered in ice. And I drove to the airport. Right. And I didn't have a car accident. Was no. it very scary? Yeah, I did at one point turn onto a bike track right and drove about or it was an opposite lane i was either driving no, we into oncoming sure. traffic or yeah. a bike lane i have a story about that for another time but, but i'm just saying <laughs> it's not that hard to drive no i think you could drive old roads yeah you should drive for hearts yeah <laughs> i reckon I you'd be all right the american yeah. team yeah yeah with gunter with gunter so at this point five gunter. cars have crashed out five uh four were out yeah Already at this point, yeah, um, and so that caused a red flag, um, and then there was a restart there, which um, restarts are good because it means all the cars bank up and you can you're all of a sudden next to each other again, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's like you're kind of um, uh, you, you get the start again. Like I said before, the start of the race is the best, so a red flag kind of gives you another yes. start again, where there's always opportunity for you. So you're drama. almost as a watcher, like thank God for car accidents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I pray for car accidents. Well, yes, red flags fun. Although red flags, you can be sitting around for like ten minutes or longer. Uh, you know, on the fit, we can get get a bit boring. But um, it means that you know you get to start again and you yes. get more drama. Yes. Um, so yeah, Verstappen yeah got in front, and um, it, then it was kind of a bit of a procession for a while. Mm -hmm. Verstappen once he got in front, within a few laps, it was ten seconds clear, and wow. that was where it was like it was over. Mm -hmm. The only entertaining thing from that point was Perez, who started from the back was just carving his way through the field, overtake after overtake, so that was fun. He started in the pit, didn't he? He did, yep. started so, in the pit. So what? what's this episode of um, Drive to Survive about? 
Well, wow. <laughs> it's still to come. Is still like the, the main chaos. In twelve, we haven't got to oh, the, right. In yeah. twelve months' time, what's this episode about? Yeah, this will be. Everyone on social media is already is like the you know oh, what are Netflix going to do mm. with this? <laughs> um, anytime anything happens, what's the main drama? Well, then we got towards the end, and Verstappen was easily going to win, right? Yeah. Um, but then there was another car accident. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God for the car accident. <laughs> um, and I think... Did someone die? Yeah, no. Oh, good. Um, I kind of skipped ahead a little bit before. This accident was the Magnuson one. Who's Ocon oh, drive for? Yeah. For Alpine. Ocon. Al- Alpine. Yeah, Alpine. 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 Ocon. Alpine. Alpine. Ocon Alpine. Oh, an Alpine. Esteban Ocon. Yeah, yeah go on. Um, so this was the Magnuson crash that caused the red flag. Right. This was with two laps left to go. Oh, that's great. So it became a bit of a sprint. Yeah. So it was going to be like, you know, start and you have one lap and then, yeah, final sprint to the finish line. Who was second? Um, at this point, so it was Verstappen was first, Hamilton was second, Alonso was third, Sainz was fourth. Um, the the M. Shyamalan film or a <laughs> sign, yes, <laughs> or a Carlos. Oh, okay, sorry, Carlos signs, yes. Um, and sixth, I think, was was maybe Gasly. Yeah, Hulkenberg was seventh, which was pretty cool. Yeah, and Stroll, I think, maybe was eighth. Um, so two laps, so two laps to go, red flag. They restart the race, yeah. And immediately on turn one, turn two, there's just cars going everywhere. So Science first Big of all, smashes. bumps into the back of Alonso, sends him off. <laughs> then Gasly and Ocon, who are teammates, collide, take yep. each other out, um, the two French guys. And then um, Stroll like had a brake issue. He went off. And then also at the back, um, Nick DeVries and Logan Sargent had a incident that no one cared about because okay. it was at the back. So it was two laps ago and went down to 10 cars, right? Yeah, it was down <laughs> to like 10 cars. So like six cars got wiped out on this, on the like the second last lap on this restart. Yeah, wow. And it was down to 10 cars. Jeezy. But then the problem was like they were going to count that as a lap. So there's only one lap left. And they and didn't. They wouldn't be able to do it again. And they didn't know what order it was going to be. And like, you know, would they reset? Or dramas. Because mm. it was like, well... These cars went off before the first sector of the fir- of the last this first lap. They yes. were restarting, so th- were they going to reset and go back to the original positions or the new positions after all the accidents? Because in the new positions, um, Verstappen and Hamilton were still one and two, but Lonzo was out. Sainz was into third. Um, Oscar Piastri was up into like seventh. Oh, that's cool. Which is great. We haven't talked about Piastri. He's yet. Australian. He's Australian. Australian. Melbourne from Melbourne. Melbourne boy in the worst car probably, on the grid. Probably yeah. loves a latte or a flat white. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, go on. Um, Can I take this break to just say Stroll is not what he does for a living, is it? <laughs> no, no. Goes His fast. name is Quite Stroll. The <laughs> His name is Stroll, but he goes fast. Vroom, vroom, vroom. So that's funny. It is. Anyway. Um, and yeah, so there was a lot of Hulkenberg was up into fourth, which yep. was very cool um, to see a Haas, yep. you know, driver up that far. Um, so, but eventually, what they decided was is that they needed to reset the positions. But the two Alpine cars were out because mm. they couldn't get back on the yes. grid, and they had to do just one last lap behind a safety car. So it wasn't even a race lap. Oh, that's oh, a safety yeah. car lap, which is really Cop weird. Got that Alpine? Yeah. So they and the two Aston Martins got back on. They were able to repair and get back on. So it was a great result for them. So Alonso ended up finishing third. So it's a down the it's a down the order drama episode. Yes, right down at the end. Um, so they'll do an interview with fucking someone from uh, the the episode will be built around someone from 
one of the one of those teams. Well, one of them. There's a few that have contested it. So Haas did, because Hulkenberg was looking at a fourth, mm. ended up getting a, uh, I think seventh or eighth, which is still a great result. But mm. Get um, for that. the big one was Signs, because like his little knock on Alonso got him a five second penalty. All <laughs> right. For this safety car lap. So it was the weirdest <laughs> thing Come because they're all then. driving like, you know, like cruising at 100 kilometers behind the safety car, going slow, slow for them, yes. obviously. Not Yet for a, me. No. Yeah, not, yeah, I would say that's fast. But for them, it was slow. Yes. So they're all cruising behind the safety car for this final lap, which means all of the cars are well within five seconds and within a couple of seconds of each other. Mm. So his five second penalty sent him from fourth down to the back, which ended up being 12th. Jesus. <laughs> which is insane because normally a five-second penalty would either not that big have no effect yeah. Yeah. if you're more than five seconds ahead or maybe get you back one car, two yeah. at worst. Not yeah. to the end of the race. Not eight. So very, yeah. very harsh. Positions. So he was so pissed and so that's what social media is blowing up what's about the bo- at the moment. What's, what's the regulator? What's the referee or what are they called? Yeah, like the FIA. People say, oh, it's race mm. control. Yeah. Fuck you, FIA. Yeah. yeah. Race control, you dogs. Yeah. For who? For? Signs. Yeah, for signs. Yeah, so, a lot of anger about it. How do you feel about the race out of 10? Well, it was hard because it was like there was not a lot of continuity because of all these stops and everything. So, And as a filmmaker. But we got some great overtakes. Mm. So it was all good racing, but the drama like added up, made up for a lot of it. Did it look good? So I'd say it was, a, entertainment-wise, it was a 9 out of 10. Would have looked incredible on camera. It's a big, beautiful, sunny day. Yeah, and Melbourne looked incredible. Well, that's Albert what all Park that looked amazing. You should consider visiting Melbourne for your next holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Genuinely, though, like there was a lot of... Melbourne was, this is, you know, the world stage here. Sure. And Melbourne looked amazing and all the drivers were, you know, raving about how much they loved it yeah. here. Do you reckon um, Luna Park will be sold out for months? Yeah. <laughs> um, and Australia in general, you know, it was yeah. great. It was a big, a big win. If you like the F1 Grand Prix in Melbourne, you should go to Cairns. Well, Lewis Hamilton went to Byron Bay the first time, went surfing and there was a shark in the water while he was surfing and he was very scared. He didn't eat, he wasn't eating. No, he didn't die. Yeah. I used to live in Cairns for a little bit and saw crocodiles all everywhere. I never saw a crocodile, but I was told they were nearby. Mm. Sick. Anything, that was great. Great report on the F1. Thank you so much, Max. No worries. It was fun to talk about. You know Would when something you, is exciting yeah. just happens and you want to talk about it? So yeah. this is do you, great. Do you think this is all under uh, like a like a F1 kind of music? Uh, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> yeah, great. The F1 theme music is great. I know- well, We're not allowed to use it. We, uh, <laughs> we're not allowed to do any royalty music, really. You know, we, we talk a lot about how much we love the Fox yes. footy um, theme song. Oh, I do. Which, I is, love it. which is, is the best one, but the F1 is in a similar vein. Yeah, yeah right. no, people love the F1 theme song. Let's listen yeah. to it very- I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, it's two couple of seconds. Listener might tell us off, but you know, what couple of seconds. <laughs> this is it. Like we don't want this one. We want like this one. Yeah, that's it. Is this the F one one? Yeah. You can hear <laughs> that cool. little, there's yeah. little cars. It's in there. key as well. That is good. That is cool. It gets it going when it comes on. You know, and you're excited for a race. You should have lyrics that are like. Time to drive the cars from around the track. Driving cars. I like this part. Driving cars. They, 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 uh, the, the video for the promo, lot of light walls. Yeah. No, they went. They didn't skimp on light walls. Oh, that's a good end. And then it drops in. I don't know if this will play it. 
No. No. You're like a big one. Like fart? A, has like a follow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, go on. No, that's it. All <laughs> oh, right. Well, thank you, Max. And thank you've got you, a Max. show coming out next week. I do. Um, <laughs> it's called Auntie Donna's Coffee Cafe. Sounds ABC, um, April 12th, uh, 9 o'clock Wednesdays. Um, on ABC. On ABC, which is where everyone will watch it. Um, but if you don't watch free to air, you can watch it on ABC iView. On loop and on your friends' phones and yeah. uh, really fudge those numbers. Mm. Great. Thank you, Max. Thank you. Let's Max. go driving. And that's been the footy for this week. What a sexy week. Thank you to Max. Thank you to you, Tom. Now, we'll see you on Thursday. But until then, let's bounce that pill. Bounce.